Kiddushin Dav Samach Dal, the last thing we were discussing was a father who said he accepted Kiddushin for his daughter, just didn't know from who, and what would be the case there. And again, a woman who said she accepted Kiddushin and not knowing from who, and what would be the deen over there. And with that, we're going to start Samach Dal Amud Aleph, second line in by the Mishnah. If a father said, Kiddashti et Biti, I was Mekadesh, my daughter, or he said, Kiddashti et I was Mekadesh, my daughter, but I also accepted a get for her, Kishihi Ketana, when she's a Ketana, Vaharehi Ketana, and she's still a Ketana, Ne'eman, we believe him, he, because it's in his hands to, to make her Asur uh, to whoever she wants. Now, Kiddashti et Gerashtia, Kishihi Ketana, Vaharehi Gedola, and on Ne'eman. If he said, I accepted Kiddushin for her, but I also accepted a get for her when she was a Ketana, but now she's a Gedola, we don't believe him. If this story never came out before, we're not going to believe him, because right now what he's doing is prohibiting her from marrying a Kohen, because she's considered a divorcee. Now, if the father said, she was captured by Goyim, and I, uh, and I redeemed her, and the rule is, if a woman has been captured by the Goyim, she's Asur to marry a Kohen, maybe they were with her. Ben Shehi Ketana, Ben Shehi Gdola, Whether she is a, still a Ketana, whether she, she's a Gdola, we don't believe the father to, to prohibit her from marrying a Kohen. And the Gemara starts, Maishana Resha, Maishana Sefa. Why is it in the beginning when he said that uh, she, I was Mekadesh, my daughter, and she's still a Ketana, we believe him, but when she became a Gdola, we don't believe him. So the Gemara explains, Aresha bide. In the first part, when she's still a Ketana, it's in his hands. If technically he wants to make her a sword for marrying Kohen, okay, marry her off to someone now and, and accept a get for her, and she's a sword to marry a Kohen. Sefa, but the second part, when she's a Gdolad, love bide. It's not in his hands anymore. She's her own person, and therefore, we don't believe him. Now, the Gemara asks the question, Velo, really, the father cannot invalidate his daughter for marrying a, a Kohen while she's still a Ketana? He could technically marry off his daughter who's a Ketana to a Halal. Halal is a child as a result from an from a illegitimate marriage, a Kohen marrying, let's say, a divorcee. He's not allowed to marry a divorcee. The child that comes out is a Halal, means he is a not holy Kohen. So once she marries him, she's passed from the Kohenna. The answer is no. Halo kasha the Tanav our Mishnah Kerbidostai ben Yehuda. He holds like Kerbidostai. The Amar Benot Yisrael Mikveh Tahalal Halalim. The Benot Yisrael, a Israel girl, is a way of purification for these Halalim. Why? This Halal marries this Israel girl. Okay, their children are also Halim. The boys are Halim, but the girls are one hundred percent kosher Jews. And if they're allowed to marry a Kohen, so the, the grandson of, as a result of that marriage it could be uh, could be a Kohen. So technically, if the child of that marriage is considered okay, then the girl herself is not pasul from a uh, from a Kohen. It's only because she married to this person, he, her child is not a Kohen. It'd be like as if she married Israel. So okay, if the father can marry her off to Mamzer, then for sure she's Pasul from Keunani. Uh, All of her children are Pasul. And the Gemara ends off, no, the Tanav Mishnah holds Kerbiakiva. The Kiddushin cannot work when the Torah says it's not allowed to marry this person. The Kiddushin doesn't work. So technically, the father cannot uh, marry off to Mamzer. So like when I say again, but her father can, uh, can wait till she's an Almana and then uh, and then marry her off to Kohen Gadol. 
אוכל בסמאי, לקר בסמאי, דתניה רבי סמאי אומר, מן הכל עושה רבי עקיבא, אבל זה חוץ מאלמנה לכהן גדול. רבי סמאי הלד, רבי עקיבא said, any illegitimate marriage, the child is a ממזר, it's except from אלמנה לכהן גדול, because שערי אמרה תורה לא ייקח ולא יחלל, the פסוק said, don't take, meaning don't marry her, and don't make your kids unholy. Meaning, meaning, you make the children unholy, but you don't make them amzerim. So now, since technically the father can marry her off in that type of situation and make her pasul from Keunah, we should believe him in case where she she got captured. To say that she was captured, I redeemed her, and she's pasul to marry Kohen. So like my hands off. No, the Tanav, our Mishnah, is Kiribi Shabab. אמר בואו ונצווח על עקיבא בן יוסף שהיה אומר כל שאין לו ביאה בישראל אבל עד ממזר. דתנא והמשנה held like רבי ישבב הוא held at רבי עקיבא. He said according to רבי עקיבא there's so many ממזרים. Each time someone marries someone the Torah says you're not allowed to marry it comes a ממזר. I don't hold like that. And it sounds like from רבי ישבב that he held רבי עקיבא held anytime the Torah said you're not allowed to marry each other the child is a ממזר. Meaning that according to Rabbi Akiva, even Almanal Kohen Gadol, there would be no Kiddushin. And therefore, the father cannot make a Pasul. So you're back to, uh, you're back to square one. The father cannot marry off the Almanal Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara says, Haniach al Rabbi Yishabab, ila ta'amed anafsheh Shapir. Rabbi Yishabab makes sense if he is explaining, if it's his own explanation on what Rabbi Akiva said, that Rabbi Akiva hands down any any relationship that is Asur, the child is Amzer according to Rabbi Akiva. And according to that would mean even things that are Asur in Mitzvah Taseh, not a Lot but a Mitzvah Taseh, then the child would be Amzer. Okay, then I understand when it says, that makes sense. But if he's coming to if coming to argue with Rabbi Simai, Rabbi Simai explained that Rabbi Akiva would agree that by Almanalek and Gadol, the child is a halal, not a mamzer. Then Rabbi Yishbab is stuck with the problem because the father, according to that can marry off his daughter to someone the Torah prohibits, but it only said it in an Ase way. For example, uh, uh, an Egyptian convert, an Edomi convert. So technically over there, Kiddushin would work. And the fa- but if she does marry this Egyptian convert, it would be, the child would be Pasul Kuna, and she wouldn't eat Teruma. So you could always go back and say, according to Bishbab, that if the father can marry her off to an Egyptian convert and people sell her from the Kehuna, therefore we should trust him in regards to if she, if she was captured. So Amar Avasheh, Really, you want to say the reason that the, in the Resha, when the father is believed to say, oh, my daughter is because he could do it now. Is that really the reason? Just because he has the power over her right now because she's a Ketana? That's not the reason. Okay, he can be Mekadesh, is in his power to divorce her? It's not up to him, the husband has to divorce. Ve'od, even if you want to say, you know, it's in his hands to be Mekadesh, meaning even if the father has the power to be Mekadesh's daughter, but he, you know, let's say someone doesn't like her, and he doesn't want to marry her, you can't force the man to take your daughter. Meaning he doesn't have total control over this uh, little girl's fate. 
What's the real reason? The Resha, in the, in the first part of the Mishnah, the reason the father is believed to say I was Mekadesh my daughter, and also he is Mekadesh and I divorced her and to be seller from Kuna, is the Torah believed him. That, that's the only real logical reason. Kiravuna, like Ravuna said, Amaravuna, how do we know that the father has the right to prohibit his daughter from marrying a Kohen forever? And he gets from the Torah. This is in regards to a Motsi Shemra, a person saying that his wife was not a Betula. So the father comes to Betina and says, I gave my daughter to this person. The fact that he's saying that, that means we believe him. The Ish Asara. When he said the word, I gave my daughter to the uh, to a man, he was oser her on everyone. When he said, hitira, he allowed her to this specific person. And Rav Asheh explains that the Torah only believed the father when it comes to marriage, but it didn't believe him in regards to her being captive. It's just simple. The Torah mentioned it in regards to marriage. It didn't mention anything in regards to uh, captivity. Therefore, we only believe the father in regards to marriage. Next Mishnah. If a man said at the time of his death that he has children from uh, from another marriage or from somewhere else, meaning his wife does not need a yibum, ne'eman. We believe him and his wife does not need a halitza, nothing. She's free to go. But if he doesn't have any children, and he said, Yeshli Yahim, I have brothers. Uh, no one ever heard of his brothers before. And we don't believe him. Meaning, up until now, she didn't need a Yibum. And now he's saying that she's Asur to get married to anybody else. That, there he's not believed. He's believed to say that she's Mutera to marry whoever she wants. But he's not believed to say that uh, she needs Yibum and she's Asur on everyone. And the Gemara starts, Alma, what do we understand from this Mishnah? That the husband is believed when it comes to permitting her to marry other people, but not to prohibit her from marrying other people. So, it sounds like our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Natan de Tanya. He said, if a, if a husband said, at the time of Kiddushin, he said, I have children from a different marriage. So this way she could want to be Mitkadesh. She doesn't have to worry about the whole Yibum thing. And Lobanim, and all of a sudden at the time of death, he said, I don't have any children, you need a boom. Or opposite, at the time of marriage, he said, I don't have any brothers, and you'd be free to go if there, if there was a situation with the boom. And at the time of death, he all of a sudden said he has brothers. He is believed to let her marry whoever she wants to permit her, but he is not believed to prohibit her from marrying other people. He's even believed to prohibit her from marrying other people. And Amarava, no, you have to say over there, Shani Hatam over there, and that Brahta, the story is totally different. Over there, since at the time of death he's retracting whatever he said at the time of Kiddushin, maybe saying the truth. Meaning, you could always say that at the time of Kiddushin he wanted to be able to marry her and he just said whatever it was to get her to marry him. And then all of a sudden at the time of death he realized, look, this lady is about to do an Isur. Uh, because of me. So now he's saying the truth. I could always say that. In the case of our Mishnah, he didn't have any brothers. We didn't know him to have any brothers. And all of a sudden he's saying he has brothers. Uh, 
without any proof, uh, we can't believe him. Meaning, like she's saying, he's just trying to bother her. He's just trying to hurt her. He's trying to pain her. He's trying to make her suffer. But we, but we don't have to believe him. So really, technically, our Mishnah could also be Rabbi Natan. So Amar the Abaye Abaye tells Rabbi, Vilav Koldechenu, isn't there a Kalvahomer? Hashtau Mahatam in the Braita case, the Kamara Lilidibure, he's ruining what he said. He's going against what he said. He said one thing, and now a couple of years later, he's saying something else. And Amat Kushtaka Amar, even though he's retracting what he himself said, you're believing him. Matnitin in Amishnah Delo Kamara Lilidibure. He didn't say anything, you know, just he had a hazaka with no children, and also he does have children. He didn't, he had a hazaka with, with no brothers, also he's saying he does have brothers. He not, he's not retracting anything. All the more so, we should believe him. Rather, Abayah explains as follows. Matnitin, our Mishnah, Delo muhzak lan velo muhzak lan He has no hazaka, meaning he's not known to have any brothers or children. And we're saying since we know we don't know him to have children or brothers, therefore Amar if he said he has children, Neiman we believe him. if he says I have brothers and he's trying to prohibit her from marrying anyone, and on Neiman we don't believe him. Why? Because it's not up to him to just prohibit her from marrying whoever she wants. Meaning she has a hazaka that she is muteret, and now you're telling her she's asur. However, Braita, where Rabbi Natan said that the husband is believed to prohibit her from marrying whoever she wants, that's the muhzaklan That we know that he has brothers, velo muhzaklan but we don't know him to be, have any children. The amrinan mali l'shakir. So we're saying, what does he have to lie? Meaning when he retracts what he's saying and he's saying that uh, I have children, I don't have brothers, we believe him because we're saying that he has no reason to lie. Because Micah Amar, what's he, what's he want to say? If he wants to make her patur from marrying the Yabam so she doesn't have to worry, he could always just give her a get, you know, he's dying and he could just give her a get and she's free to go and you don't have to worry about the brother. Meaning, since he has another way out, uh, therefore we got to believe him on this. Now, w- when he retracts his statement at the time of death and saying that she's Hayavibum, he is prohibiting her from marrying everyone else, that's the Mahlokit Rabbi and Rabbi Natan, if we believe him. That Rabbi Sabar, Mali Shakir, Ki Adim Dame. When a person has this claim that what I have to lie about, meaning he has a Migo. Migo is lie, it's just as strong as witnesses, meaning it's a halachic principle. That since the guy could have lied and he with a better claim, but he didn't say that claim, then we got to believe him on the lesser claim. That's a halacha principle. It's called amigo, and it's just as strong as witnesses. And Rabbi held there are two idim akre hazaka, and witnesses come and knock out a hazaka. This claim that he's saying that he has children is taking her way out of this hazaka that she, she right now she has, she has a hazaka that she needs ibum. He's making the claim, and that claim, since it's a migo, it's very strong. It's like witnesses saying, no, you're not high having ibum anymore. Now, that's Rabbi's logic. Rabbi Natan held that this mali leshaker, this better claim, he the, the fact that he could have gave a better claim, but he didn't, so believe me, this migo that he had at the time of Kiddushin is ki hazaka it's on the same level as uh, as hazaka. 
It's not like Idim like Rabbi said, it's a little bit lower, it's like a Hazaka. So when he said at the time of Kiddushin, he has no brothers, so he, it's what, the question is, what's he saying? Do we, he has a Hazaka that I could have lied better, that I could have given, I given a get if I want to. Velo ate Hazaka ve'akra Hazaka legame. So now, the Hazaka that he comes and changes afterwards and he says, I have brothers... You got to believe me. And whatever I said before, don't believe it. That's not going to come and knock out the original Hazaka completely. And that's why Rabbi Natan holds that she's still Asur. Next Mishnah. Hamkadeshet bitostam. If a person was Mekadesh, one of his daughters, he just didn't remember which daughter he was Mekadesh. And Abogrot Bichlal, we know that the ones that are over 12 and a half, they're considered an adult, they're Bogrot. We know he didn't accept Kiddushin for them, meaning his covenant wasn't for them. Let's say a person has uh, two daughters, two groups of daughters from two uh, wives, meaning he's married to Rachel and Leah. Rachel has daughter one and two, Leah has daughter three and four. Ve'amar, and he said, Kiddashit b'tiyah gdola, I was mekadesh, my older daughter, ve'niyodeh, I just don't know which one. Im gdola shibigdolotif is the oldest one of the older ones, meaning daughter number one, or gdola shibaktanot, or daughter number three, who's the older one of the younger ones, or ktana shibigdolot, or daughter number two, who's uh, the younger of the older ones, shehi gdola minagdolot shibigdolot, because she's older than the oldest one of the second set, meaning she's older than three and four, so all the first three are Asur, except that and the number four is Mutar still. Each one has a suffix according to Bimir, and therefore one, two, three are Asur, four is Mutar. They're all Mutar, except daughter number one. Because a person wouldn't put himself in a safek. According to BOC, he's thinking about the older one. Now, if a person said, If a person said, My daughter, I don't know which one. Was it the youngest of the youngest, meaning daughter number four, or the 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 or daughter number two, who's the youngest of the the older ones, or the older one from the younger ones, meaning daughter number three, she is younger than the, the two older ones. Therefore, they're all asur except daughter number one. There's a safek here, so from safek, daughters 2, 3, and 4, all asur. Rabbi Yossi Omer, kulan mutarot, Rabbi Yossi says a person wouldn't put himself in a safek, and therefore, only daughter number 4 is asur. She's the only one that, that he would be mekadesh. She's the one that he calls my youngest daughter. The Gemara starts. Now, we learned in the Mishnah that if a person mekadesh, the ones that are over 12 and a half are not part of this. He he was he didn't intend to be Mekadesh's older daughters. Haktanot Bihlal. It sounds like all the, the younger ones, anyone who's under the age of twelve or twelve and a half, are part of the, the this Safek and they would all need a get. Shmat Mina, Kidushin Kidushin. It sounds like if there was a problem with the Kidushin and the and this is a Kidushin that could never end off with the Bi'ah, it still counts as a Kidushin. And it's a problem with Rabbah. He told us on Daf Nun Aleph that uh, a Kiddushin that will not end up with a Bi'ah is not considered a Kiddushin. So it sounds like this, this Mishnah argues on him. The Gemara ends, no, says no. And what's our Mishnah talking about? We're talking about a situation where there's only two daughters, one over 12 and a half, one under 12 and a half. 
So we know for a fact he was thinking about the Ketana, but the Gemara says, yeah, but we have Bogorot, but the Mishnah said of Bogorot, it says, uh, it sounds like there's more than one, it sounds, it's plural, it sounds like there's more than one uh, Bogorot. So the Gemara explains, my Bogorot, Bogorot the Alman, what do we mean by Bogorot? In general, the, the, the adult daughters are not the part of the Safek. Or you could say, if he had a whole bunch of girls over the age of 12 and a half, and one girl under the age of 12 and a half, that's the one who's mit kadesh. The Gemara says, well, pshita. Obviously, bogorot ma'avitahu. I mean, what would you do with the with the bogorot? She's an adult. You can't be mekadesh her anyways. So the Gemara explains, asking, what are we dealing with? The shavitesh shaliyah. The oldest daughter made her father shaliyah to go accept kiddushin for her. And Rav Steinemann holds that although a person, we said a man would not be brazen enough uh, a person is not hatsuf enough to make his father a shaliyah. A girl is different because the son can do the mitzvah himself. A girl, you know, she's embarrassed and she needs daddy to do her work for her. Either way, so we're talking about a situation where the oldest daughter, older, one of the older daughters, made her, the father a shaliyah. I would think when he's going to accept kiddushin, he's accepting kiddushin for his oldest daughter because she made him a shaliyah. That no, we learn from here that a person would not leave something that he would have benefit from and do something that he would not have benefit from. Meaning, when he accepts kiddushin for his ketana daughter, he gets to keep the money. When he accepts kiddushin for his oldest daughter, he doesn't keep the money. So obviously, when he was when he accepted kiddushin and he didn't uh, and nobody specified for which girl. Then obviously he was accepting it for the Ketana, not the older one. But the Gemara says, Milo asina de amra le kiddushai lach. The Gemara says, no, come on. Aren't we talking about a situation where, the, where the, this adult daughter told her father, keep the money? Meaning, we have to... this. The, we have to have everything here on an even playing field, meaning the the adult and the and the child have to be on the same level. So, so the safek it's then. The Gemara says, Afilu hachi still. Even if they were both on the same playing field where the father's keeping the money, I feel like a person would not move away a mitzvah that he has to do, a mitzvah that he could do where he's Mekadesh's daughter, he gets to do that mitzvah and do a mitzvah and do another thing that he's not getting the mitzvah for. Meaning, if he accepts the kiddushin and for his Tana daughter, then uh, he did the mitzvah maybe being Mekadesh's daughter, but if he accepts it for his adult daughter, he didn't get a mitzvah. And that's the Kiddush. Even though there's a Bogeret, still, he, when the father accepted Kiddushin, he didn't know for who it was for the Ketana. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, A person has two groups of daughters, two from this wife, two from that wife. And you have to tell us these cases. That according to Rabbi Meir, there's always a safek, and either a girl one, two, three is Asur, or girl two, three, four is Asur. And according to Rabbi uh, everyone is Mutar, except either the, the older one or their youngest one. Why? And you have to tell me both cases. Because if you would have only told me the, the first case where a person's Mekadesh, his oldest daughter, his old daughter, his Gedola, maybe only over there Rabbi Meir said that girls one, two, three, there's a safek. Because since there's a youngest daughter, then he's always saying the other one's older, the other one's older, the other one's older. So girls one, two, three are in safek. But maybe when he was Mekadesh's young daughter, Emma model the Rabbi Yossi, the Ktana, the Hak Tana, the Kulehu Karela. 
maybe Rabbi Meir would admit to Rabbi Yossi that the youngest of the youngest is called the Ktana. And that's why you need both cases to tell me that Rabbi Meir says there's still a safek on girls 2, 3, 4. And if you'd only told me the machloket in regards to the second case where he's Mekadesh the Ktana, I would say, only over here, BOC would say that only the youngest daughter is Mekadesh, but when he's Mekadesh's older daughter, Emma Modeler Bimir, maybe you would agree to Bimir, that one, two, three are Asurmi Safek. That's why I need to tell me that BOC also holds that he meant the oldest person, a, per, a person who wouldn't put himself in safek. It sounds like the Rabbi Meir Savar, Mahit Inish Nafshel It sounds like according to Rabbi Meir, a person would put himself in a safek. He would say something and put himself in a position that he's in a safek. He's not sure what to do. And Rabbi Yossi held that a person wouldn't put himself in a situation where he ends up in doubt or he's in safek. He's unsure. The problem is, we heard the exact opposite. In regards to uh, vows, if a person vowed not to have any benefit from his friend until Pesach, meaning until Pesach comes, Asur is Asur until Pesach comes, meaning until the day before Pesach. Until Pesach happens, Asur is Asur to have any benefit from his friend until after Pesach finishes. Ad penea pesach until the face of pesach. Rabbi Meir omer asur achi agia. Rabbi Meir says he's asur until pesach comes. Rabbi Yossi omer achi etze. And Rabbi Yossi says until the holiday leaves. You see, according to Rabbi Meir, he was sure that a person wouldn't put himself in the safek, and he wants to finish this before pesach. And according to Rabbi Yossi, you're not sure, so therefore he's machmir until after pesach. So Rabbi Yossi is the one who who is worried the person put would put himself in safek. So Amar Rabbi Hanina Barav Dimi Amarav Muhlefet Ashita. Now the Mishnah in Darim is opposite. That Rabbi Yossi is the one who says until right before Pesach and Rabbi Meir says until after Pesach. And the Gemara brings proof. This is the rule. Whenever there's a set time, he said until the face, meaning until around that time. Rabbi Meir is Mahmir until after because he holds a person who put himself in the suffix. And Rabbi Yossi says until, that, until it comes, meaning right before the holiday. A person would not put himself in safek. And Amar Abaye, Mahloket, this is Mahloket Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, Bishteki Tebanot. That's only if there's two sets of daughters from uh, two wives. About Bekata Hat, but if a person has a whole bunch of girls from one wife, Divrea Kol, according to everyone, Gedola, Mamash. Girl number one, and when he said Ketana, it's Mamash, meaning girl number four. Emtsa'it, Bishmekari. Then if he had a middle daughter, he would actually call her by the name. Or he would say a middle daughter. So now, Amalir Avada Bar Matnal Abaye, Ravadat tells Abaye, Ela Me'ataf, that's the case. Em Sa'id Chebakat Shniat, if there was two groups of girls and there was uh, uh, three in the first, three in the second, the middle daughter of the second group should be Mutar, because he would call her by the name. The Gemara says, Now, what are we talking about in the Mishnah? We're only talking about a situation where there's two girls to each one. Girl number one, girl number two, three, and four. And Hachinami Mistabra makes sense to say that. Because if there was a middle daughter, let the Mishnah mention it. He didn't know if the oldest of the oldest, the youngest of the youngest, the oldest of the youngest, the middle one. It, the, the, the Mishnah was very specific and it should have mentioned it. The Gemara doesn't like that because Ultamich, according to that, Im Mikatanela. If there was a girl number two, let's say there was three daughters in the fir- from the first wife, girls one, two, and three, and then be four, five, and six. Girl number two would for sure be Asur, but it didn't mention it. 
because he originally said the entire first group is Asur. So you should have mentioned the, the middle one, but you didn't mention it. So the Gemara says, Hachi, Hashta, what are you comparing? Hatam in the first group, Tanak, Tanadida, the Isura. The idea was that the youngest of the first group is Asur, and the same thing, anyone older than her. in the second group, if there was a middle daughter, let it mention it, it would have been a big Hidush. But Amar Leravuna, Bered Rav Yoshua Lerava, Ha Pesach Dechikata Hata Meupligeh. Ravuna says the machloket in regards to someone prohibiting himself on his friend until Pesach, it's like one group, it's like one set of daughters, and still Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi argue in regards to what a person put himself in Safik or not. So Amar Le Rabbah explains Hatam over there in that Mishnah in regards to Pesach. Belishna de Alma Kamifliga. The Mahlokid is in regards to the word Pene Pesach. More savar that according to the one whoever said that until right before Pesach, it's Ad Pene Pesach. Ad Kame Pesach is before Pesach. And more savar, whoever said until after Pesach, he understood Ad Dimifne Pesha until Pesach is clean, meaning until it's done. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Allah, Amen, Amen.